Dive into the start of summer at Whole Foods Market. Check out their summer splash event with sales on fresh organic produce, organic strawberries, and a fan favorite sale on Ben and Jerry's and Talenti. Explore deals on grill-friendly meats like organic air-chilled chicken breast, beef and chicken kebabs, all with no antibiotics ever from our meat department. Plus, grab easy sides from prepared foods and cool off with refreshing drinks. Kick off your summer and shop in store or online at Whole Foods Market today. Just in and so good. Thousands of summer deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save up to 60% on new arrivals from Vince, Rag & Bone, Adidas, Joe's, Marc Jacobs, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. But hurry for first dibs. Get your summer favorites up to 60% off at Nordstrom Rack today. Great brands, great prices. That's why you rack. Ask me. Ask Eliza anything. It's time to ask. Ask me all your questions. Leave them in the Instagram Listen to some other podcasts, mostly about lore and conspiracy theories and mythology and stuff like that. And they always start with like a thing that they bring it back to, like a topic. And I'm like, I, maybe we could do that for ours, but I think people enjoy the spontaneity. That being said, I listened to another podcast where the person like clearly hadn't put in any work. And I was like, if you're going to wing it, if you're going to improvise it, don't have a podcast where you're like, anyways, um, so yeah. Like people just love hearing themselves talk. And I'm one of them, but at least, you know, pound for pound, it's enjoyable. Cut your ums. I cut my ums. Then I sound smarter. You just yelled that so loud that I got scared. (laughs) Cut your ums. Baby, cut your ums. (laughs) It's me, baby, cut your ums. What I love about this podcast is that, you know, we're helping people out. People are writing in. We're fixing your quarantine problems because who knew, even in quarantine, Nurses have questions about their bosses and people still hate their friends and boyfriends are still assholes. So Hmm. we're here. We're here for you to answer all of your lesbian love triangle questions, questions about your racist parents. We're here to iron out America's issues. One 23-year-old woman at a time. (laughs) People were very excited that last week's episode paid homage to Roots and Intuitsen, episode 18 uh, a lot of people said their favorite and this new episode was a real thrill for them. You guys just like that. I'm talking about farts. Honestly, yeah. I, when I was listening to it to to make sure it sounded good, I don't think I've ever laughed harder than when you were just talking about farts. About being afflicted with like, with painful farts. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but I will say people also really love the candy episode. So I would love if you guys have kind of an all-encompassing topic you want us to talk about like candy, please DM at Ask Eliza and we can figure out uh, another one like that where we can just share your opinions on divisive things like candy bars, but really just take a break from all of the the problems. Yeah, because what we're finding in this podcast is that, you know, people have serious questions and, you know, we try not to read anything that's too long or too confusing. And there's areas that, you know, I'm not technically qualified to be giving advice other than I'm probably smarter than most people you know. Anyway, at the end of last week's episode, which is episode number... 94. 94. 
I can't imagine we'll be doing anything to celebrate the 100th episode, but maybe. Uh, Scott put a hidden gassy Easter egg at the end when we're outroing with the song. There's a little fart noise, and I didn't know that until recently. And I really respect it, Scott. I respect your game. I respect you syncing secret messages uh, buried in my show. So <laughs> give it a listen. <laughs> okay. You ready for questions? I am ready. Anonymous. Hey, quarantine. Are they ready? <laughs> okay. One of my friends is an absolute narcissist. She only ever talks about herself. And when she does try to ask about your life, she's literally vibrating, waiting her turn to tell you how that affects her or how she's involved in something completely unrelated. Oh, I didn't know we were friends. <laughs> <That's cool. laughs> she's almost 30 and pretty desperate for a relationship. She'll have a new quote unquote soulmate after only dating two weeks and gets upset when they bounce. They all leave because she's crazy. She almost immediately jumps into the, are we in love? Are you my forever person? Because I feel like you're my forever person. If I'm not your person, you should say something now because I'm all in otherwise. And then she becomes unhinged when they ask to slow things down. I've tried to have the tough talk of you have to examine your own behavior, but she will not listen. She stopped talking to me for almost a year because of it. Now I try to do the kid glove approach of they just weren't the right type of person. Yeah. I hate seeing my friend going through so much, honestly, yeah, self-imposed heartache, but I don't know how to help her at this point. Is- I wish a guy she tries to date would tell her the truth about why they just won't work. Yeah. One guy came close, but he was so kind about his phrasing. She misinterpreted his intent. Tensions and she thought they were dating another month. How do I help my friend? Oh my friend? God, what? Yes. Who thinks you're dating? He like he hasn't called or, and I haven't seen him, but I'm pretty sure we're together. P.S. She is gorgeous. She's the friend that when you meet her, why isn't she scooped up yet? Then you get to know her in 24 hours and you see why. Oh, Jesus. First of all, is it your best friend? It is No, you one know. of my friends. One of your, okay. Yeah. First of all, it's not your job to save her. Mm. It just isn't, especially you're 30 now. You know, we all grow and we all attack, especially in your 20s, you know, there is that desperation. And as, as, as you get older, but there is that like hunger in your 20s. And we're all like a little bit crazy in our 20s. I'm not a crazy person, but I've definitely like had a guy or two that I've dated where I'm like, yeah, I was a little out of my mind. I was going through something, you know, never weird, but just, you know, maybe selfish or whatever. Um, this friend sounds like a really fun friend to talk shit about with other friends. Mm, and I've mm-hmm. had a couple of the archetypes that you're describing in a friend. I have had the friend who uh, is like, oh my God, are we dating your forever person? I love you so much. And then when the person's like, slow it down, she's like, I don't understand. You got to just let that be because one of a couple things will happen. One, she'll grow out of it. Two, she'll be like this forever and be alone. Or three, because she's hot, she'll find someone that puts up with her crazy. Or four, she'll calm down a little bit, which we all do as we get older. It just has to do with being fucking exhausted all the time. So, but regardless, the narcissist thing is annoying because, you know, it's a friendship is a two-way street and it's a symbiotic relationship and you have to decide how much of your energy you want to put into someone who's not going to change. So this is, the pain is all on you, um, but it's not your job to save them. And I get it. You're like, I hope a guy will say it to her. It's her journey. And she will eventually either do some self-reflection if she's alone or she won't and she'll just be lonely or it'll be fine. But it definitely isn't your place to fix anything. And given that she stopped talking to you for a year, this person is clearly not in a place for some feedback. So don't be that person. It's also very hard to hear those things from people. Like if someone honestly said to you, like you, you just know too much and boys don't like that. You'd be like, fuck you. I'm going to keep knowing everything. So there's a lid for every pot and um, plenty 
of, and by the way, I don't know what state you're from because different parts of the country are like, oh, and she's beautiful. It's like, eh, Michigan beautiful or like LA beautiful. There's a difference. Let's say she's beautiful. She'll be fine. There's always someone out there to put up with a crazy hot girl. Plenty of crazy hot women have husbands and then end up on Real Housewives. Ricky Lindholm has a song that I think it's called Pretty in Buffalo. And it's about being really pretty, like being at the Buffalo Mall and being like the most attractive person. I thought it was like a Native American ritual song (laughs) while wearing the Buffalo. Uh, So that's it. The answer is uh, it's not your problem and you've got your own life to deal with and try to limit the amount of time you hang out with her because it doesn't sound like it's that much fun. No. Um, Chanfu has gotten a hold of she a She got tiny, a little baby shrimp. Yeah, somebody gave me like a teeny tiny shrimp and she's chewing on it. She says, I love this. I think I got that in Japan. She loves that little baby shrimp. She's just like, she's like a little, a toddler made of sugar. That's what she is. Minus all the shitty things about human kids. And also, she can't read or talk. I don't know that toddlers can read. Anyway, that's my answer. Your friend sounds like... Uh, crazy hot girl syndrome and you gotta just kind of probably stop hanging out with her as much mm-hmm. I, I know it's fun to look at her but like she just sounds awful <laughs> and i'm sure she's like fun for a minute and then you realize oh we can't have a real conversation because she cannot you gotta absorb. stop caring because there are some people just can't you will find in your life there are the friends that you use for different things the mm. friend that i would call to complain about work to is probably not the same friend i'd call to complain about you know like your parents or something like there's mm-hmm. different friends for different Lens. Lenses. I was trying to make it rhyme. That's it. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It happened to me. I didn't think it would, but it happened to me. I had a nasty bout of postpartum depression. Now, there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about what you're dealing with, and there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about it with someone. I definitely saw a therapist these last couple weeks because, you know, I spend my time giving advice to others, but I could use a little advice myself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. I'll tell you what, when you're already stressed or anxious, the last thing you want to do is battle traffic and sit in a waiting room and get your parking validated. I'm sorry, is that just an LA thing? You don't need to add all that. You can just sit in the comfort of your own home or a chair you like outside and you can talk to someone from BetterHelp. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time. No additional charge and it doesn't hurt their feelings. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Eliza today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Eliza. I'm busy. And this time of year gets even busier. I've had my baby. I'm back to work. I'm at meetings. I'm on tour. I'm running around. And I don't always have time to sit down for a meal with my family. Sometimes I get home from set so late and I just need to eat something nutritious and go to bed. And that's why I like Factors fresh, never frozen meals because they're dietitian approved and they're ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy I am, and I'm busy, I always have time to get a nutritious, great tasting meal. Factor has over 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. So I never get bored. I'm trying to do less meat in general and they have wonderful vegan and veggie options. I just made a vegan mushroom marsala and I made an onion risotto. Just because you're eating vegetarian doesn't mean you can't eat deliciously. It had roasted garlic green beans. It was scrumptious. Head to factormeals.com slash Eliza50 and use code Eliza50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Eliza50 at factormeals.com slash Eliza50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. 
Well, it's finally happening. The weather is finally getting warmer. So it's time to say goodbye to the jackets and cozy sweaters we've been hibernating in all winter. And it's time to say hello, bonjour, to shorts and t-shirts. And if you've been wanting to update your wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, Quince is for you. I talk about Quince a lot because I really believe in a sustainable capsule wardrobe. And there's no reason you can't have a sustainable, timeless wardrobe for every season. And Quince has got you covered with premium linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30, washable, silk tops, hello. And the best part is all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Dressing well shouldn't break the bank. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Look well. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash Eliza for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza. Okay, so we have a message from Igor from Croatia. Hello, Eliza, Baby Arm, Noah, Tianfu, and Scott. You guys really need a group name. Okay, so let me try to there's do an a, anagram. There's a question, but... Tianfu, Baby Arm, Scott, You want the Eliza. first initials? We only have one. If it Tish, was Tish Baby ba. Arm, Tish. Emily, Scott, and Tianfu, we could be best, but the I and the N mess us up. Bestie. Bestie. Uh, baby Arm, Emily, Scott... Tianfu. We only have one. <laughs> okay. I'm going to keep reading this. The TF makes it hard because nothing TF is not you like can a just do consonant. T. Com- I mean, her name is Tian. Fine, 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 fine. Well, then, okay, fine. Um, just T, just B. Basty. <laughs> I don't want to be in this with you guys. Okay. So there's that. <laughs> okay. Well, spend- I don't want us to be a thing. Okay. We are a thing. Well, I like that everybody takes the time to write everyone out. Mm, yeah. While spending March and April in full lockdown, I managed to not just put back on all the weight I lost during 2019, but a bit extra as well. I spent the entirety of May doing regular daily walks to get back in shape, and Ask Eliza was pretty much the only podcast I listened to. Because it's a workout from having, laughing. Yeah. Having a constant source of funny comments, honest opinions, and valuable, valuable insights helped me a lot, especially in the moments when I just want to quit and go home and pick up a pizza along the way. Still have a ways to go, but I'm back to doing long way, walks without my legs hurting and my mind is clear. Originally, I just wanted this to be a thank you note for providing me with hours of entertainment and feel good, but I do have a question. Oh, wow. You really snuck it in there. You really Trojan horse that question. What happens to the singer at the end of the intro? I can make out her calling for help, <laughs> but can't figure out why. All the best. Here's what happened. So fun fact, first of all, Croatia was a part of our honeymoon and we didn't get that far. Mm. Um, but we did have all the Airbnbs booked and everything and all the hotels and the Dalmatian coast still calls to me. So yeah, uh, what people don't know, Scott, who I hadn't, I think I'd met him once at the time or it was brand new. He was assigned to us as a music producer. But- we had done a few test podcasts that yes. did not work out. Oh God. The first test of this was like, people listened, they were like, this is so serious. You, like, your initial concept was you wanted to, to, to just be angry. Yeah. Which is what I want for everything. That's my right. pitch for everything. Um, Scott put together the, the music, the mm-hmm. like fun music here in the background. Mm-hmm. And I just improvised in one hot take mm-hmm. off the top of my head that, uh, Grammy award winning song that you hear at the beginning and I was singing and I was going along and if anybody here improvises or beatboxes or anything there always comes a point when you're riffing that like you just mess up a word and I didn't want to get rid of the take so I just I just made it like 
Like he's like, I, I messed. Oh, help me! Like as if she was being taken away, and then Scott kind of faded it out to make it look like the person was losing their mind. So it all just came because, um, you, and I'm like, you have them. I got it. I got the answers. The answers. You got it. I, and then I, I had a brain fart. I'm like, I tell you anything, but I had already ruined the timing. And then it's just gibberish. Help! So it's all just gibberish. Yeah, made to look like something sad happening. <laughs> Which is and what everyone wants. That's it. You can hear that I mess up a teeny bit and then I'm like, oh, fuck, how can I abort but still keep the keep this fire track? Mm. Okay. Mm. Mm. I think yelling help me is very funny. I often yell. Actually, that's my husband's impression of me yelling to you is, Emily, help me. <laughs> you do that, say that a lot. And sometimes you don't really need help and I come find you and you're I just. I like the company. I like the effort. I like gifts. Very my, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> Anonymous, very serious, definitely not cliched AIA question below. Please help. We're lesbians, but we're also coworkers. Also, I'm a nurse. My family's super Christian. How do I convince my lesbian uncle that this job isn't right for him? Her. I think this is a straight woman. Okay. I have a huge crush on my coworker slash friend <laughs> and have for about a year and don't think it's going to go away. We work together and when I moved to a new city for this job, he quickly befriended me and I met a bunch of other new friends through him. I thought something was going to happen since he wanted to be friends so fast, but it never did. He started dating someone else and I thought I'd just get over my crush. Well, they broke up and I'm still not over it. I don't think our relationship will ever evolve into like, what I want. They broke up because she but. was in an unexplained accident involving her car and the ignition being turned on in a garage. Who knows? But lately I just really, really have been dying to tell him how I feel just to get it out there. But Do I'm it. worried this might ruin our friendship. Who cares? Also, you don't need a friend. Also, I'm desperately trying to find new housing. Our city is expensive and he just don't mess with those. What are you talking about? Oh, I thought you were picking your nails. What do you care? Get you a just hobby. got them done. No, it's not the same as what you're thinking. Also, I'm desperately trying to find new housing. Our city is expensive and you're you just bought a bossy. A- Do you know you're, you got control issues? I was going to cut that nails. out, but now that you're talking over the continued question. <laughs> also, I'm desperately trying to find new housing. Our city is expensive and he just bought a house and told me I could rent one of his rooms for pretty cheap. Uh. We won't be working together anymore soon, but now maybe roommates. I think it would suck to see him bringing girls over, but this room is a very good deal. It's so fucking hard to find good, cheap housing these days. Should I just not say anything, rent the room, and try to buck up and move on? Or should I tell him my feelings and potentially forgo the housing and our friendship just so I can stop carrying this secret around? I've been rolling this around in my head for months, and I have no idea, so please, please give me some advice so I don't have to pay for therapy. Do not live with this man. Don't live with this man. First of all, this feels Canadian because you're saying housing. It just does. Oh, but um, but listen, there's always a rat hole you can go live in. Okay. There's always somewhere to live. I don't feel, part of me is like, I don't feel like this guy has those feelings for you because he wants to make money off of you. But if he's giving her a really good deal. And- I know, but that's because they're friends versus like, oh, I really like this girl. Then part of me is like, but guys are so dumb. He'd be like, yeah, maybe she'll have sex with me. We can move in, whatever. Put yourself first and- you don't deserve to carry this weight around. If you're also, you just said you're not going to be working with him soon. You definitely have no reason not to tell him. Regardless, do not take that housing opportunity because then you're the girl that 
stuck around even after he said he didn't have feelings and he will always it'll be uncomfortable for both of you if he rejects you it'll be even worse if you decide to date and you're paying him rent living in a separate room that you're not using now because you're just living in his house and then you break up it's just too sticky it's too sticky your best bet tell him how you feel forget work you're gonna be quitting anyway but also like what if he does like you your best bet is tell him now how you feel knowing that you're gonna be leaving work anyway and If he says he likes you back, great. You should still have your separate places because there's no way you can go from, hey, I like you, haven't told you ever, let's move in together. And you don't want to be living there if he's bringing girls over, if you break up. It's just that's too much pressure on a new relationship or he's not into you and now it's uncomfortable and you live together. So do not do that. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Or do it and let us know how how it turns out. (laughs) Do you think if she, no, yeah, you're right. There's no, you can't live with him. I understand it's really hard to put yourself out there and be vulnerable and tell someone stuff. At the very least, he'll be flattered. Um, you'll move on from this though. Yeah. And, and by the way, what women tend to not get, and men too, but um, if you love someone and they don't love you back, like that was never supposed to be your person. Like it's cool that you, like just like when you don't get into a college, you don't get the job you wanted or like I on, the, on a daily basis get rejected for things. Like that's not what the plan was. So it hurts, but- you know, you'll always look back and be like, I was supposed to be with Leonardo DiCaprio in Baz Luhrmann's Romeo and Juliet. Why didn't that happen? Because it wasn't, because he wasn't actually Romeo and he was much older than you when you saw that movie. He well, was in his 20s and you were probably like 14 and it's gross. Was he in his 20s? I don't know how old anyone <laughs> is, so. <laughs> Eliza, Emily, Hot Scotty, Noah, Tianfu, and Blanche the Merciful. Oh, I'm a huge fan. Posthumous shout out. I'm a huge fan and your stand-up and dope panic pantry have been quarantine staples for me. I have three questions that are stand-up related. My Very questions short. are threefold. <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't do stand-up anymore, so, you know. One, okay. at the beginning of Elder Millennial, when Blanche runs across the stage, is it Noah who picks her up? Yes. <laughs> it was my first special with him there. Mm. Uh, I had a different boyfriend when I shot Freezing Hot. I had a date with me when I shot Confirm Kills. Uh, and that was Noah's first special with me. You didn't know me. You weren't working with me. I was working with you for I, for confirmed kills. But you weren't there. Who was there? I'm not going to tell you going to this right now. You don't know him. But I was, I would have. You don't know him. All right. Your your brain's doing like a weird thing. It's, you don't know him. I mean, he. You I never do. Met. I bet. I'll ask you later. You don't. Okay. And um, oh, how I worked here. There's a lot of things you don't know about I me. I know and who one, comes to your house. He never came to the house. And that, and I pull hot dudes because all he lives somewhere far away. Correct. Then I know who it is. And Whatever. we're Facebook friends. Oh, that's really weird. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. In the continental United States or no? Yes. Okay. That's probably him. Okay. <laughs> You're like, I'm friends with your psycho ex-boyfriend. Uh, anyways, that is Noah. And it was, he was so excited to be there. And I remember his face. You can see it. I don't know. Maybe it was in the edit. You see him, like she runs to him and it's just very, it's very sweet scoops how he like scoops her up. her up. He scoops her up. And we also did it in, what was the last special? Unveiled. Yes. He, she was, yeah, he was at the edge of the stage. Also I remember, wasn't there him. some reason that that stage was tough for her to run across? Because she was carrying, she was pulling a 50 right, pound dress. Right, 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 right. Was and she had to go down the stairs and not just And she had a veil. Because oh. she went across in the red dress for. She did. Was that Elder Millennial? No, you know what, you're, for confirmed kills. It was for the red dress, kills. yeah. I was All there right. for that. This is a very, and this is a normal discussion to have. People like this. A teeny dog. Number two. 
Since your comedy is pretty physical, do you test drive the shoes you're going to wear before a special to make sure they work? I'm always impressed at what you can do in heels. That is a great question. The answer is no. Um, <laughs> the answer is no. You did. But well, I'll tell you what it is. Okay. The answer is no in that I don't bring the heels like on tour. But I believe if you're an athletic person at all, I'm not saying I'm the most athletic, but I do the act enough. The heel is never so high that I can't walk around. And we always pick... Like confirmed kills, it was sneakers, so that was fine. Mm-hmm. Elder Millennial was a boot because you had to have like length for the the sailor pants. Mm-hmm. Um, you you can even see this when you see like I'm not comparing myself to them, but like Jennifer Lopez or like Beyonce perform more Jennifer Lopez, they're kind of like character shoes that they wear. Like it's rarely like a stiletto with like a pin heel because you are moving around. And Mm -hmm. so there's usually a shoe that's got like a thicker heel that's got some support. So the boot is like not the prettiest boot Mm -hmm. for all the millennial, but it's a, it was a beautifully made expensive one that had a, it had to be supportive. Um, in the dressing room of this stylist, I will, like I remember for Elder Mill, uh, Unveiled, I do like a crab walk mm-hmm. and I was putting the shoes on. In, and the pants. And the pants in the dressing room to make sure I could physically do it. Yeah. And for the last one at, at Tara Swenen's studio, you did the um, the gazelle thing yes. in there too, in the, the pants and the shoes so to I see do if your legs can get the up there. At the fitting. They have yeah. all these clothes and you're just trying on different things. And some shoes are beautiful, but they just, you know, they're not the right height or they're mm-hmm. not as sturdy. And so I always pick function over form. Mm-hmm. When it comes to the shoes. Yeah. Because no one's really, I mean, yes, I wore dope shoes for Freezing Hot. There were these like Prada boots, but mm-hmm. those are very thick shoes. Like if you look at the heel, they're very thick. Um, so it's always about support. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And the third question. What tricks do you use to remember your entire stand-up routine? Love you. Can't wait to see you again live. There's no tricks. It's just, just this is the it. craft and this is part of it. You know, um, when you start a brand new set, maybe you bring some words scribbled down to remind you, but I always like to have a through line. So this isn't a trick as much as just like the methodology of my work. There's a through line. Any spe- like for my specials, it always starts, like we take you on a journey. Sometimes there's a callback, sometimes there's not, but like for Unveiled, it starts with like, I'm trying to remember how it even goes. Like it goes, the wedding, the things that happen at the wedding, uh, I'm sorry, it goes like bachelorette party, the wedding, things at the wedding, the end of the wedding, honeymoon. Like it goes, it's like linear. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes thinking in terms of like, and then this logically happens next. Um, the stuff I'm working on now also kind of adheres to that. Like it takes you on like a journey that makes sense mm-hmm. time-wise. So that's me. But in general, it just is repetition. Also, they're your thoughts. So they naturally attach to one another. Like it just makes sense. Yeah, and you, when things were normal, pre-COVID, I mean, you were doing shows at clubs every night. Like you just were getting in so much practice of everything. I listened to a set today because I was trying to like write out a set and I listened to a set and it was at the comedy store and like just hearing people laugh like that and like just get like, it was so sad. Now it's going to be like, (laughs) I know. And just like all the little nuggets that like all the spontaneous improvisations you get to do because people are laughing and all the growth that comes from that. Yeah. Is something that I'm missing. Very sad. Uh-huh. Kick it. Okay. <sighs> Anonymous. My significant other wants to try some bondage. Long story short, short and keeping from too much detail, I'm willing to try, but skeptical. I find some forms can come off as disrespectful. And he says that's not how he intends it. How should I go about this? I trust him and I want to try it, but I also want to feel respected. Sincerely, Emily Higgins. <laughs> <laughs> um, I... I think 
sexual growth is very important, but not everyone's predilections are the same. You know, some people think being slapped on the butt is hot. Some people don't like that. Some people like certain positions, some people, whatever. Open communication is key. And it's one thing to push your boundaries. It's another thing if you fundamentally feel uncomfortable. Like I have never, I'm not a fan of like, if some guy were to be like, you're such a dirty slut. Like, I'm like, that's not hot to me. Some girls are like, yeah, cherries. So you have to, you know, what makes you comfortable? Do not... It's always the girl, like, it's seldom the guy like, yeah, she wants to do butt stuff and I'm not into it, but I guess I will. It's always the girl like, he wanted to invite a raccoon into the bedroom. So I said, yes. And I was like, okay, you want me to wear this children's witch costume? I guess so. (laughs) If you're uncomfortable, there's a reason you're uncomfortable. Uh And there are things that are built into you that there are reasons you're uncomfortable for things. So I've, I've always explore, Uh I've never done any of, you know, sexual domination stuff, but I've always explore until it's like a hard no for you. Mm-hmm. And if he can't respect that, that is not the person you should be with. Right. Don't You don't want to come out of a sexual situation feeling taken advantage of for two reasons. One, you don't want to view that person as someone that took advantage of you. And two, you don't want to, you don't want to have those feelings and you don't want to resent them because he'll be like, you, you, you said it was okay. And you're like, but I had a bad time. So it's not really his fault because you said, okay. And that's like, sometimes where it gets blurry for people. Mm-hmm. The guy's like, you didn't say anything. And you're like, but I didn't like it. Mm-hmm. And unless you're saying, Hey, I don't like this. You know, sometimes people don't pick up on cues, whatever. So, although you should, if the girl's crying, you probably stop. Unless she was like, I'm going to cry. I think it's so hot. All's fair as long as both people are enjoying themselves. Yeah. So I don't care what you do. Be communicative with him. Yeah. And uh, get a collar that fits because <laughs> choking is one thing, but you know, you don't want to cause any damage. <laughs> okay. Somebody sent to us on the candy episode, you guys wait, mentioned. Wait, can I say one thing? Yeah. I saw this random TikTok. I don't know why. I don't know why I can't. Like on Instagram, you could, let's say something pops on my feet. I don't like it. I can write not interested or I could block them. I can see the same people on TikTok all the time and I don't follow right. them. And, and, and I can't oh. say like, hey, not interested in Let this. Google. It really is annoying because I keep seeing the same like losers that have like no followers and it's a dumb video. I'm like, why do they keep doing this? Are but you sure I, they're not your fans that you followed? Yes, because I've not clicked on the, there's like a for you and then there's okay. like people you follow. But one was just randomly like about like Dom sub and it was like being a good Dom and it was something, like, I think it was TikTok. It was like, you know, about caring for your partner. And he was like, you have to prepare all of her meals. And I was like, oh my God, am I in a dom sub relationship with my <laughs> husband? Because he for sure prepares all my meals. <laughs> it's like a very unsexually dominant, submissive relationship. Well, there are those people that literally like guys that that will just send people money and it's called like, it has it's a called fin a dom. sugar daddy. Finan- nope. No, it's like financial dom. Where nope, literally it's the a other- scam. The other person doesn't do anything. Like not like a sugar daddy, like you gotta go hang out with the person. Right. But no, this is literally just they're embarrassed to be sending money to you. Oh, for I love that. Yeah. Hook it up. I I so will- if anyone's into that, we're available. Fin I will rule the fin dom space with an iron fin. <laughs> okay, so somebody said on the candy episode, you guys mentioned Barks has bite. And I think maybe I've heard you guys mention this in another episode. You have, sadly, yes. you have. <laughs> That's a reference to it being the only root beer that has caffeine, not just to the flavor. I don't know if I knew that. I don't think that's, is that right? Okay, let me go. I mean, I believe it, but I always thought the bite, if you, and I do believe, unlike Pepsi, Coca-Cola, if I tried Barks versus like Mug, I could definitely tell the difference. I could tell the difference. It has bite because it probably has some sort of root in it or something. 
some sort of spice. Like Dr. Pepper's a little spicy. But that, it does by have the way, caffeine. that's the whitest thing anyone's ever said. <laughs> Dr. Pepper's a little spicy. <laughs> it's a little advanced for me. It doesn't tell me. Okay, yeah, but, referring to its crisp taste yeah. and the caffeine. Yeah, but but then so many sodas have caffeine. Fine, whatever. Their old slogan was "It's good." <laughs> you know, some admin was just like, I mean, it's just plain and simple. Uh, okay, I don't understand the point of your question, but Barks. That ha- wasn't a question. That was just informing us. Oh. Barks has bite refers to its crisp taste oh. and the caffeine, not usually found in other root beers. Oh, I didn't know that. I just assumed everything has caffeine and sugar and gluten. I think I assumed that it didn't have caffeine because root beer usually doesn't. So I kind of just put sugar and caffeine on the same level. Anyways, it's tasty times. Yeah. Fuck you, IBC. Edit that out. <laughs> You want me to edit that? You can leave the whole thing. When you ask someone what language they took in school, usually it's like with an eye roll. They're like, "Mm, French. It's like, do you speak French? No, I don't use it. I feel like a lot of us had difficulties learning a language in school. Rosetta Stone is here to change that. It's available on desktop and it can be used as an app on your phone or your tablet. Rosetta Stone are trusted experts for more than 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered. Rosetta Stone immerses you in many ways with an intuitive process and you can pick up any language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Plus, with Rosetta Stone's true accent feature, you'll get feedback on how well you're pronouncing words. That's right. You might even fool some locals into thinking you're one of them. It's like having a personal trainer for your accent. I headed to Mexico City for a little vacation, and I used Rosetta Stone to brush up on my Spanish. Just a few things, a few verbs that I knew I had forgotten, and I was better. Mejor. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Ask Eliza Anything listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash Eliza. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash Eliza today. I do think there's something to be said for ordering something of quality and every once in a while getting a nice package in the mail with a product that you're going to own for a long time. Let me tell you about Bolin Branch's signature sheets because they're the perfect way to start upgrading your sleep, your room, the look of your room because they're designed to feel incredible for all sleepers. They are made with the finest 100% organic cotton. These sheets feel buttery soft yet super breathable and they're perfect for warmer summer months ahead. We have a house that we go to in the summer and I got all Bolin Branch sheets for the beds because we're having a lot of guests this year and I want them to feel like they're at a nice bed and breakfast that they didn't have to pay for. Bolin Branch sheets are free from toxins like synthetic pesticides, formaldehyde. I bet you didn't know that was in your sheets. And their signature sheets come in 14 versatile colors and they come in sizes from twin all the way up to California King. And Bolin Branch has a 30-night worry-free guarantee, which means you can wash, style, and sleep in their sheets for an entire month. And if you don't love them for any reason, you can send them right back with free returns on all U.S. orders. Sleep better with the softest, most breathable bedding from Bolin Branch. Go to bolinbranch.com slash Eliza for 15% off your first sheet set, plus free shipping. That's Bolin Branch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D, branch.com slash Eliza for 15% off. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, Eliza, Baby Arm, Snow Peach, Hot Scotty, and Smoky Husky. Please bring my Smoky soon. Oh, I don't know where he is. <laughs> Big fan of the podcast and all your work. Your veil bit on Unveiled made me laugh harder than anything, and I still sing your creepy Be Mine Forever to my fiancé occasionally. Forever. It's from the special that you never saw. I've seen Be your mine special. forever. I sat there while it was edited. Good thing you're a fan. <laughs> 
speaking of fiancés, I'm set to marry my very own hot Scotty in September. And due to COVID, have been forced to move the date of our big wedding to another time in 2021 yes. and are instead having an intimate family wedding ceremony in 2020. Wait, can I say something? 2021 is going to be the most fun. Like so many weddings, so many parties. No, everybody's not going to wear the mask and we're still going to be inside. Okay. I'm just saying, okay. Don't give people, f- wear, if you want fun in 2021, wear your masks. This message brought to you by Fun Controller, Emily Higgins. <laughs> We're devastated that we won't have the wedding day of our dreams this year, but no, it's out of our control and are choosing instead to focus on being married instead of throwing one epic party. Nonetheless, I'm trying to get excited about the small ceremony and was wondering if you had any advice or ideas on how to celebrate and live it up with our small group of 12. I expect a dance floor with a DJ would just be a sad sight to see, and I'm not crazy about other wedding traditions like having my husband remove a Barbie doll scrunchie from my thigh and from mm-hmm. our parents. Please help us bring joy and fun to our wedding day. Oh, I don't know. Okay, so small wedding, no DJ. What are some fun touches for like 12 people? I mean, you can have sick food. <laughs> yeah, you can have, yeah. Everyone can Dope get a lobster. food, nice cocktails, I have mixed I've never drinks. seen this much expression in your face. <clears throat> yes, okay. You can't, she's absolutely right. You can really put money toward- Really nice wedding favors. Premium, yeah, yeah premium ever you can put the money toward making everyone feel special that they were included in this mm-hmm. um you can do really nice premium liquor everybody gets a lobster and a whole uh, piece of gold because you have the money to spend you're only feeding 12 people everyone gets matching jewelry everyone gets jumpsuit with your names on it they all change into it for the dance <laughs> That's so cute, actually. <laughs> then you all do a dance together. I also love how you didn't have the article. You're like, everyone gets jumpsuit for a matching dance. Um, I think also you could let everybody give a speech. I know that sounds yeah. like a lot. Like you can do the things that you wouldn't want to be able to do because there's so many people. This is and off the top of my head. The time isn't wasted on the people that you kind of had to invite because it's like Chad from work. No, like these are your nearest yes. and dearest. They are so happy to be here and with you. And they won't be invited to the big wedding because they already got out of the way. <laughs> You know what you could do? Um, who just did Hunter Hill, who features for me, he brought me a jar of chili the other day and he was like saying how at their wedding they had relatives each bring like a family recipe to make a book for them. Mm. And I thought that was that's where he got the chili recipe. It was like his stepdad's chili or something. And I was like, that's kind of cool if everybody because there's always those books at the wedding where it's like, write advice for the couple. And you're like, really? I'm like online for a drink and like a chicken drumstick. I don't have the time to sit here and be like, okay, never go to bed angry. When you have 12 people, you know, you could ahead of time be like, here are the things we're asking for. Like, you know, some thought out advice, a recipe. Mm-hmm. People have the time to do, to like actually put thing uh, thought into right. the love that they're wanting to share with you. Um, it just so yeah. sounds, honestly, 12 people sounds without anyone feeling bad because obviously they can't be invited sounds like a dream because instead of like 12 spread out tables with like okay centerpieces you have one so good centerpiece you all sit at a table together you could even like write notes to each person like why it's important that you're there that they're there that day Mm -hmm. for you like you have a real chance to connect with people um and yeah, you can probably spend a little bit more. You'll remake that money by the time you have your real wedding. Don't get a DJ for this. Make a really fun playlist. Email your guests and be like, what's a song that you love? Oh, yeah. You know, and everyone's going to be like, oh, Brown Eyed Girl. Yeah, yeah, you put it on. You put on the playlist. You do it. I mean, I assume you're doing it probably outdoors. Think if you were, what if you were like throwing like a party for a friend? Like, how would you curate it? And so 
That's probably the answer is that you can afford to go big on things that you'd have to scrimp for. And I think you're right. Really highly curated. Like this can be so personal to you because you don't need to worry about like Uncle Joe doesn't eat this or this person needs to sit over here or this person. Like this can be, you know, these 12 people so well. There you go. So just get get intimate with it. That's going to be nice. Cash in on that intimacy, yeah. And then in 2021, you have like a big whatever party so that you can get a lot of- um, Lobster pancakes. Gifts Mm -hmm. and everybody eats an old piece of chicken. There you go. And they say- Yeah. Can hire a comedian (laughs) to do five minutes of stand-up for 50 grand on Zoom, just putting it out there. Is that your rate now? (laughs) Okay. Uh, I want to read this because I do want people to send in their suggestions for more episodes like the candy episode. And Megan said, I absolutely love the candy episode. Can you guys do another one like it? Maybe movies for Emily's sake or snack snack food or drinks. Yes. So send those in, guys, because I think that's Movies, Emily's on her own. And I I don't want to do that. Um, You don't? TV, I could do. You could do TV. Uh, But I think food is great because- all, it's also subjective. It's always fun. Mm-hmm. I mean, Emily will dominate. Like Taco Bell will keep it supreme. Oh, your baby. A lot of people, thank you listeners of this podcast, have reached out with their well wishes and their Except sadness flowers. about Taco Bell. Yeah, maybe we could do... Um, fast like, food. I, I like the food one. Maybe we could do fast food. Junk food. Junk, junk food. food is My like My dad called candy. me a junk face. What's that? A junk face. I was like, yeah, I'm you know, trying to eat healthy. He goes, yeah, but you're a junk face. Oh. You're a secret junk face. I don't think of you as eating junk food. I think of you as nibbling on just like various almonds and sesame sticks. Like, like- Yeah, but that makes me sound like I'm a lot thinner than I am. So I'm a junk face killer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Hello, Eliza, Emily, and Chan Fu. Love the podcast, all your specials. I saw you and Hunter live in Windsor last summer when we could still go places. I remember that gig because we crossed over to Detroit and I bought me and Stacy, the tour manager, sick gold chains at a Detroit pawn shop. Oh, (laughs) yes. My boyfriend and I have been together 10 months. (laughs) Boyfriend and I have been together 10 months. I'm 24. He is 27. I moved into his apartment when all this quarantine business started. Apartment. 24. Okay. It made sense at the time because we had talked about moving from Michigan to California together next year. So we thought we'd get a taste of living together first. It was great at first, kind of a fun novel thing, cooking together, doing puzzles, watching movies. We both still work for tech companies and work remotely. So it was really fine. Since then, nothing has gone wrong, but it just hasn't been right. There's been no smart no spark, barely any sex. We have lived like best friends slash roommates. We both miss having our own space. We finally admitted to each other last week that we don't love each other anymore and wish we could just be friends again. We were friends for years before deciding to date. We left that conversation saying we would work on things, but eventually I think I made up my mind that we both just need to be alone for a while. I signed on a one-bedroom apartment in Denver and moved next month. I told him this and we decided mutually that it was for the best and we'd be happier as friends. My actual question, we will still have a month of living together before I actually move. Since we've been basically existing as friends with no romance or spark for months now, is it weird to expect things to somewhat stay that way? I'm also excited but terrified to be truly alone once I move. My brother is in Denver and him and his wife are having a baby soon, but otherwise I don't know anyone there. I've lived with the same person and spent 24-7 with them for four months. I'm afraid of being so lonely once I'm there. Any tips on starting over in a new city given the situation? Maybe Emily has tips on dealing with being alone in the time of corona. (laughs) I love all your honest advice and the podcast has really helped me with perspective and staying sane. Okay. Maybe Emily has tips on being cripplingly lonely, <laughs> living by herself. It's what I will say is right now, 
you'll you'll see people you'll move to Denver and you'll still see people via FaceTime, which is exactly the way you were seeing people before. Yeah. So you're gonna be just as lonely. I'm sorry. I'm you're gonna so be just lonely. as lonely. Are you? Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> I always invite you. I no, I You don't want to hang out with me. I know, but I just am like, oh, on the weekends I can't go to the movies with people. I can't go get a fun lunch. You can always come sit on the patio here. Get some vitamin D. Um, you do need vitamin D. It's I should start taking the pills again. I stopped. No, don't take the go My outside doctor to the told sun. Me to take vitamin go D. Go into pills, the sun. Sit outside for 15 minutes a day. You don't need to take pills. I don't know. My doctor thought I need pills. Your doctor sounds like an idiot. Um, first of all, yeah, you can go back to being friends. It's okay. Especially since you both feel that way. And especially since you definitely feel that way versus like, yeah, I guess I don't love you even though I do. Mm-hmm. Just grit it out. And knowing that there's a finite amount of time, um, things might pop up where you're like, maybe I do love him. Maybe I am. Like you'll start to get scared. You'll be like, maybe I should stay. Stay confident. Stay the course. Um, you can just go back to being friends and, and I'm sure it won't be that weird. It seems like you guys are both smart and kind of even keeled and do things to take up, you know, your time and start reading about your new city and always think uh, my favorite thing used to be to lay in bed and think about all the cities I was going to visit in the, in the future. And now that's been taken away from me, which is probably why I can't sleep anymore. Um, and why I keep yawning. But in terms of Denver, look, first of all, Denver is also known as Menver because really? it has, yeah, it has more hot dudes per capita slash square mile than any other city on any given day in Denver. And by the way, it is a very active city on every weekend. Men of all hot shapes and sizes are taking their chocolate lab named Sadie out to the mountains to go hiking or skiing or swimming. It's a very active city. So you are, first of all, you're in a good place because you're in good shape because there's more men than women. But second of all, um, you'll be able to go and do outdoor things with other people. They'll be out on trails and hiking and stuff like that. It will not, you'll, you will be for what it's worth just as lonely as anybody else because of the quarantining. Yes. I think now is the best time for this. Everybody's kind of in the same boat. And I think when we can hang out more, people are just going to be more down to make friends. And so there'll be a lot of openings for you. And it gives you a chance to like, without having, I almost called it FEMA, FOMO, Uh, set up your apartment, get it perfect, you know, drive around the city, get to know the city. There won't be as much traffic, you know, get yourself set up. Mm -hmm. You don't need to move to a new city and be like, I'm dating right now. Like you need to see how do you feel about being in that city? What are the things you like doing Mm -hmm. and get to know yourself in that city? That's Mm -hmm. what I think. And yeah, your ex-boyfriend friend sounds very nice. So you guys should be okay. Here's how I have friends. Number one, I have a cat. And I talk to her. You don't have friends. Number two, uh, I have a friend that I watch The Real Housewives with and she doesn't have cable and I do. And so I set up my computer with Zoom and I illegally play The Housewives for her and I watch it and she watches through two screens and then we talk while we watch it. And no, she can't see it very clearly, but it's a feeling of connection. Uh, So just keep maintaining relationships with the people that you know in the city you're in via Zoom, et cetera. FaceTime. Everybody right now is feeling disconnected. So yeah, it's very normal. Um, Don't be afraid to reach out to your friends, your parents, just anyone. I, the other day I was just alone and I, yes, I'd had a giant uh, hard kombucha, but like somebody DM'd me and I started like saying, like talking to this person. <laughs> and then I realized I was texting back way more than they were writing. I was like, because <laughs> they, they were like a verified person in show business, but like in another country, I was like, oh, I can trust them. And I'm like, what am I saying to them? I, I don't know this person. 
So, and I was just like, this is all off the record. I'm hoping like their ethics come into play. So yeah, don't, don't let your loneliness get the best of you. I think that my parents are going to stop taking my calls soon, but it's until not, that happens, never. I'll keep calling. Maybe just the dad. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't know. Kick it. All right. So we had an anonymous person ask back in end of December, early January, is that he he had like a lot of female friends that he texted with and she felt weird and bad and it didn't seem that bad, but they broke up. Oh. Not because of this, but because it just fizzled out on his end. And she says, your podcasts have really helped me get through the breakup. This podcast is a bright spot in my Wednesdays. They always yeah. make me laugh. Thank you. Yeah. So my question is this. Okay. This breakup was particularly painful because it was the longest relationship I've ever had. Uh, they were together for five to six, eight months maybe. Okay. Uh, I, and I really loved him. Uh, yeah. Okay. I'm trying to get back into dating, but the thought of hooking up with someone else or even just FaceTime and quarantine makes dating hard is kind of scary. How do I get over these feelings of anxiety and allow myself to open up to someone else again? You don't. Um, you It naturally will happen. Every girl goes to this thing. You're like, ugh, the idea of having sex with someone else. Even the idea of dating again. When you've been dating someone for a while... I talk about this in one of my specials, how like, and then you're single. It's like you're back in gen pop. You're like, I gotten out of the jail and now here I am back in it again. Um, and then one day you meet someone and it's not so painful. And I felt like that with Noah. Like there's, you're going on these dates and you're like, I'm from Dallas, Texas. And I like this. Yeah, these are my things. And it's not clicking because that's not the person. And then one day it doesn't feel like a job interview. One day it's fun to talk to someone. Or even without that, one day you meet someone and you're like, oh my God, I'm attracted to that person. I do want to be naked with them. So you don't have to think about it because it'll just naturally happen. That's it. It'll just happen. And You'll, dating it'll- in this quarantine, I'm constantly just messaging people, no, it's a pandemic. <laughs> like It's a pandemic. <laughs> and that ends the conversation. Um, this is Emily, can you just please read it? Can I see this? Please give me your phone. I'm not going to mess with your shit. That dude's hot. You, Emily gets like hot dudes. It's a pandemic. But you also said people. So he's only seven miles away and he looks like Drake. Like, what's the problem? <laughs> Hold on. Wait, can you go back? How do I go back? What app? What's what program is this? Hinge? What is uh, it? No, this is Best Tinder. Fiends. Did you meet someone on Best Fiends? No. The game that has continuous <laughs> updates. This is a Tinder. This guy, first of all, he's not bad looking, but also it just does a just read line. It, yeah. Please? Hi, I lost my teddy bear. Can I sleep with you instead? And then he did, he didn't even do an emoji. He did colon and then a P. So it looks like, and Emily just wrote back, it's a pandemic. What is that double check? Means you sent it or he liked it? It means I sent it. It means I sent it double hard. (laughs) So here's a dude hitting on you and you're like, it's a pandemic. Do not come to my home. But wait, I want to. That's so funny. I've, the problem is. Can I see your profile? No. Why? You know so much about me. Like, you know medical records, my social security (laughs) number. I don't even know where you live other than it sucks. That's your fault. No, it's not. You've Um, never invited me over. You wouldn't come over. I would not come over. You would not come over. The way you describe it, there's nowhere to sit. You can sit on my couch. Oh, God, I thought you were saying you could sit on my lap. (laughs) (laughs) No, someone has sent me that teddy bear message before. Oh, yeah. It's such a bad. It's just like a line. You know what? Natural selection. If you're dumb enough to fall for it, great. Maybe you deserve ugly Drake. <laughs> um, the answer is... Oh, wait. He, he said it on another app. Okay, wait. It's the same guy. But by, 
By the way, had that guy said something like, oh, by the way, I love a strong female lead in a movie. Mariska Hargitay should have been a film. You'd be like, oh my God, my heart. And all of a sudden you wouldn't, you might not have been like, it's a pandemic. Like if he had not opened with like, can we fuck? I lost my childhood toy. (laughs) Somebody else that I told it's a pandemic was just like, oh, okay. It's like, yeah. did you not know? Dudes are just horny. They're just like, anybody want to park? park uh, they're trying to get people to come over in a pandemic. So gross. It's a friend of mine right. went on a, a date recently, which is already like, okay. And they went to a bar, which is like, okay. But, fa- you know, some I get it. I get it. Um, it's hard for me because I'm married. So it's, you know, I understand being lonely. And if you're single and I, you got to see people. I get it for mental health. But like the date wasn't going great and he like wasn't reading her body language and he kissed her and she was like, I could feel (laughs) his, she was like, I could feel his erection through his shorts. Yes. I said shorts. (laughs) She's like, his breath was like, I was like, now you have to get a COVID test. Yeah. Some random dude split Buffalo cauliflower with you at a bar and you guys kissed. It's It's not worth it. That's to me just sounds so unappetizing. Anyway, I have a, don't force it. It'll, it'll be one day you'll, click with someone you'd be like oh I do want to spend time with this person right I thought this was my dream I was like oh you know what I'm the one that would love to just chat on this app and never have to go anywhere yes. and so I was like this is the perfect time for me I've never been so active on my profiles because oh, so I'm funny. like good can I, I cannot profile? see you please let me see your profile Wait, first I need to show you this is the farting baby oh that ate the kashi uh-huh that's a or very that drank cute the baby. breast milk with the kashi oh in God, it that's so funny that's a very cute well isn't no, that a people cute at home baby. can't see it so. i know i just wanted you right. to know that this that that alex said she's crying laughing and she's so glad we shared her farting baby I'm story gonna, i'm gonna eat those that baby's cheeks and uh, squeeze you you want to see my tinder profile yeah well people are gonna look you up now they can't, you can't Google me on Tinder. Yeah, you just go on Tinder and look. Oh, you can't do that. You can't like look for someone. Oh. I don't, I don't know how to look That's at funny. it without editing it. Why can't I, I just look at it? I, I'm trying to figure out how to let you look at it without all right, all right, just going right. into not editing. Yeah. Uh, okay. I'm going to go into questions. It's just like all very aggressive, like Dom sub nude photos. <laughs> no. <laughs> It's just all like hypersexual, no, very them, fetish. One of the apps like picks what photos are doing best. And I think my photo that does best is like me in me dressed as uh <laughs> you're like un- <laughs> unfortunately my head's not in it. <laughs> <laughs> me dressed as Alex from Orange is the New Black, Laura Prepon's character from that's Halloween. That's not a good sign. Right. So that's the photo that does Can best. I see? And so then I I tried to fi- Okay, let me pull. Why are you being so weird? Because I truly was trying to show you let me just how, look. To, how to look at it and it can only That show is my a great photos. picture of you by the way. Oh, okay. See, this is the one that does the best. Oh my god. When was that from though? That's a long time ago. I know it's old. <laughs> I haven't updated this in a while. But that's the photo that does best. So then people will be like, "Are you in a cosplay?" And I'm like, "No, I just Yeah, you are. You probably are." No, I just that was Halloween. I've seen all these pictures. I don't have that many pictures. All right. All right. This is a thrill. <laughs> you, you, you managed to get Gracie in there. What? Oh, I can't. Oh, this one. Do you want me Why to did you include one? this one? I want to see it. I want to see that one of you standing because in front of, is it the Grand six. Canyon? I had to include six. Is that the Grand Canyon? It. Is that the Grand Canyon? Yeah. What's the caption that goes with it? Like, hey guys. I didn't even put a caption with it. Imagine what you could do with this. <laughs> Wide open. A woman should never. That is Coding, that is subtext. What are you trying to say by standing in front of a gaping hole in the earth? All right, I'll update my pictures. This, can I just say something? Yeah. The, the rest are very cute pictures. This is a picture of Emily in a puffy 
down jacket <laughs> and a pair of dark blue jeans and just some sneakers. I think because it's in sunglasses with bad lighting in front of the Grand Canyon. It's the most Liz Lemon picture. <laughs> like I am a tribute to our nation's great natural monuments. I think because I wanted to put a picture that wasn't a selfie, and I never have pictures <laughs> taken. The worst. <laughs> this is. Wait, I sorry. Have different pictures. You on post. You have the photo posting stylings of like a fifty-year-old divorced dad. It makes me so mad that people don't like my pictures of Gracie. <laughs> you got to get over that because nobody. I'm sorry, and you know what? People need to hear this. Your cat's fine. It's cute. It's your love but nobody wants okay, to see pictures of a cat. Okay, there are other pictures on this one. Is this Bumble? Yeah. You scroll up and you can see the other pictures. Can I read it? Yeah, what does it say? Yeah. I love movies. I love fighting with my shirt off. I love animals. <laughs> I love food. I'm from the East Coast. Please don't make me go hiking. Totally fair. And then here's a picture of you dressed like Angie Harmon. Picture of a cat. Picture of you with Mandy Moore. Picture of you holding a fake... Uh, Emmy? Oh, a, a Laugh Factory po- uh, World's funniest person. Okay. I do think you need... Newer photos. Newer photos, just because... Yeah, selfies. Whatever. Maybe um, I'll take some selfies at home and I'll You know what? It's them. a very cute... Like, this is exactly... Look, the, to be fair, that profile is exactly who you are. Here's what I will say. Uh, when it was pre-COVID times, I went on a date with this guy who was like, you look just like your photos. And I was like... Good. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> That's what I'm angling really for. Really funny is if scrolling through, can I see that again? Scrolling through your profile, it just said like age 42. Like I had no idea. <laughs> like, I orphaned you. Like I just, yeah, how I, ugh, that movie was so weird. Five, six. Are you that tall? I guess so. Yeah. Uh, it says there's a, the emoji, the a little icon is it's like cigarette and you wrote never. And there's a paw and it says cats. And then there's a baby bottle and just says, don't want, I don't want bottle. Which I think is very funny because it also looks like a fat syringe. And then there's two little no prayer heroin. hands that look like they're clapping, but I guess it's just as religion. You said atheist. Yeah, I don't, you're not much of a, and then liberal. Yeah, you, it's hard in LA to be like, I'm conservative on something. Like you have to put liberal. Honestly, when I see the people on the app that are like conservative. Voter. Who doesn't put Their voter? info is like God above all else. Oh, it's I'm always like, like, oh, it's always like a Bible. It's like Corinthians 52, 51, 50. Yeah, yeah, and I'm like, I don't want to go look that up. Do you know what I mean? How important, like, how important is this actually to like Chad? You know, whose shirt is off in his picture? Is that really like what he's into? Um, I did a hot dude once who had a gi- giant cross tattoo on his like pectoral muscle, and it was jarring, but it did not keep me from enjoying him. Christopher Maloney has um, a giant, a giant like Jesus on a crucifix stapler yeah. from I mean, SVU, and it's, it's uh, jarring. Look, they're all very personal things, but you know, you make a statement, this commitment yeah. to the Lord that people only see when your shirt's off. <laughs> Kick it. Okay. Hi, Eliza. Hi. Emily. And the adorable Tianfu Chino Snow Peach. Chino Chini. I'm growing increasingly frustrated with my fellow human beings. I work at a non-essential retail store that sells skincare and home fragrances. That's essential. While the company requires face masks for shoppers and I live in a city that has a mask ordinance, I find myself being put constantly at risk by customers who don't want to wear masks in the store. What city is this? Hellsville? Mm. Doesn't say. Conservative Suburbiaville? Probably. Okay. Uh, me, 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 me. Prior to COVID, we had testers all over the store and encouraged customers to sample, smell, and otherwise interact with the product. So testers like little little perfumes. You know what a things. tester is. I just want a thing. Now due to COVID, testers are limited to prevent droplet transfer, but customers aren't 
having it. They constantly pull their masks off their face and open non-testers to be able to smell the product better. But even pre-COVID, that's not okay. (laughs) When I asked them to follow the safety guidelines, customers often get hostile. I've been called racist, a Nazi, a pain in the ass, et cetera. How do I not lose my ever-loving mind over the ignorance and selfishness of shoppers? First of all, your manager has to intervene. Yeah, but but I, I assume there are a lot of times when the manager isn't there and there's just someone spraying their droplets. This, is this like a Sephora or something? It's it's uh, not non-essential retail, skincare, home fragrances. Yeah, probably like a Bath and Body Works or this something. This is not on you. Like, this is so shitty that you have to enforce this. Corporate needs to figure out a way to do that. And you need to talk to, I can't believe, you need to talk to your manager. But you do because you're on the front lines making this company money and you're bearing the brunt of it. So- the store, you need to talk to someone there. They need to put in systems in place for that. What's most important is that you're wearing a mask. So I appreciate that that person, I mean, at least you're protecting yourself. Well, no, your mask protects other people. And you. Not as much as their mask protects you. Because you're worried about their stuff coming out of their mouth at you. I mean, I don't see what's coming. I mean, I get it. They're just breathing and they're touching. And Your store needs to either remove all those things. First of all, I don't know who the monster is that's un that's opening something that isn't a tester. Maybe you take things off shelves and there's just the one tester, you know, but it really seems like your store needs to step up for its employees. Yeah. And I would actually quit that job. I know that that sounds like a luxury, like you may not be able to, but that is, you do not deserve to have that kind of abuse, especially for a non-essential job. Like you're very lucky to have a job, but you don't need to be dealing with that. Yeah. People are in here putting on lotions Fuck and them. screaming at you, a bunch of animals. And then ask your manager, be like, if I told that person leave the store, like, do I have the right to do that? Everybody's yeah. so obsessed with their rights in this country. And you're like, I have the right to refuse service to you. I wonder if you can put up a dummy camera and be like, look, we're recording yes. you and you're going to be banned if you this don't a, follow guidelines. A, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't even, you could even write to your district manager or corporate. Like mm-hmm. they need to work out to look out for you. There needs to be consequences to these people or they're just going to keep acting like that. Yeah. They need to be kicked out of the store. Be like, this is our policy. You're allowed to refuse customer service. Be like, this is our policy. You're not complying. Yeah. At the very least, don't open other products. Yeah, you mean Or let me assist you with it. Or but you yeah. opened it. You pay for it now. Breaking you. Okay. All right. Hey, Eliza, I need some of your straight shooting advice. My husband and I just got an offer accepted on a house in a town we've been wanting to move to for a while. It's near the place where I grew up, which is where my parents still live. I adore my parents, and they are wonderful people, but really struggle to set boundaries with them as my mom takes everything very personally. And although my dad talks a good game about respecting our time and space, he has made several comments over the past year about how we, we he wishes we could all live together. I really struggled to cut the apron strings with them and only managed to do it properly in the last year at the age of 30. When we got our offer accepted on the house we wanted to buy, my parents immediately started sending us links to houses in the same area, which to my knowledge, they had no intention of moving to for them to possibly buy. I went from elated at the thought of moving to having an anxiety attack because I can't bear the thought of them constantly showing up at our house, pestering us to go with them for dinner. We don't have kids yet, and part of the reason for that is because I can't handle the idea of inviting both mine and my husband's parents back into our lives to just take control of everything. I know boundaries need to be put in place, but I have no idea what language I can use to let them know that I still love them, but I need space and distance. I can already see my mom saying that they have every right to move wherever they want, and I'm being a princess. My parents have always been there for me, have helped me in tough situations, and always bailed me out of trouble until I got my act together and I finally became independent. I understand that I might seem ungrateful, but I don't think having my own life at the age of 31 is too much to ask. I'm so upset. I don't know what to do. Please help. I don't know because I don't know. 
So she's buy. She just bought a house, and now her parents are with like with your husband, with her husband, and our parents are like, "Look, we're gonna buy a house in the same exact area as you." you. Know, when you say trouble, I wonder what you're talking about, and if it was like they're bailing you out of jail. Are we talking rehab? I don't get that. Well, because if it's a thing where your parents kind of had to hold your hand through life, and it was through a big chunk of it, like you know, into your twenties, uh-huh. there is a version where they still are nervous for you. But I don't know if that's what you meant. Um, let's say that everything was fine. Let's say you were just, you know, a dumb kid, just like every other mm-hmm. kid and everything was fine. You just might have to have that come to Jesus. You might have to, sometimes people, emotions come out of you that you don't realize if you write something, like it'll just pour out of you. Some people are not great with writing. I would try to write it all out and then look at that letter and and maybe give them the letter or read it to them. And, you know, all you have to say is, and again, look, I don't have parents like this, but the idea that they would move to the neighborhood is a little weird. I mean, it's kind of the plot of Everybody Loves Raymond. Um, But uh, there's also a version where they can live near you and you just need to set those boundaries, but it's on you and you have to be willing to hurt their feelings and you have to know that like the way that they feel about it isn't on you Mm. and you do have to live your life and maybe your husband can be with you when you say it. You know, maybe it's like, we love seeing you. I just, you have to to specify to them what it does, what they do that bothers you. Mm-hmm. Otherwise they'll just poke holes in your argument. Like, what do we do that's so bad? And when did I do that? You know, like be concrete and be ex- specific with your examples mm-hmm. because you're forming an argument, you're forming a case and there's gotta be a way to do it. That's disarming. Um, and if they can't hear that, then that's on, not on you. And then, you know what, maybe you'll be in a fight and you won't have to see them. <laughs> right. Yeah. Fair. Uh, yeah, I mean, all you can do is talk to them and tell, like, I get that they're going to be like, well, we can move wherever we want, Which is but, weird. Did, but, but, but what if you come to them very honestly, like, I really want to feel independent and I want to have time with my husband. Yeah. We want to do things together. You could also just answer the phone less. I mean, yeah. if they buy a house and start knocking on it. the door, they're not going to do it. I don't know. Just exclude them. <laughs> just do it. They're your parents. They're not going anywhere. Be very honest. And then and that's all we can offer. Okay. <laughs> Okay, it's time for a top of the cup. Oh. It's a top of the cup. We're doing it right. Every day. You just take a bite. Top of the cup. Just to reiterate, this is not top of the corn cob, although a really lovely fan, I think from Indiana, sewed me a little corn. Do you see this? I love that little corn. Because she thought it was top of the corn cob. And I, I was like, I didn't, I don't want to break your heart. And I was like, I'm laughing, but it's, and I told her what it was. And she was like, I had no idea. It was very cute. Top of the we cup. all know the top of a corn is the best part of a corn. Oh, we all know the silken threads, the floss-like threads at the top is what you want to eat. <laughs> uh, my top of the cob is that necessity is the mother invention and where there's a comedic will, there's a way and I will be doing drive. I keep saying drive through. <laughs> like, here's your number two and a joke about marriage. Uh, drive-in shows. I've got one coming up in New Jersey on July 30th and then one coming up in Cape Cod on July 31st. Um, I took the gigs because I think it's important as a comic to have battle scars. You know, you it's important to really wear out your career and to look back at it and be like, yeah, I've done, you know, small shows. I've done clubs. I've done theaters. I've, fingers crossed, I've done arenas. I've done comedy on TV. I've done comedy in, a, in the Iraq desert in the middle of the day. I've done it at a forward operating base on a ship. Like, I love having a decorated career and... I want to be able to look back. A, I want the experience because it always reinforces that you can do comedy anywhere and and you always come off the stage a better comic. But I want to look back on this once we put it in our rear view and be like, yeah, during Corona, 
you know, and during Corona, we all went and did drive-ins. Like that's how we adjusted at the time. This Mm -hmm. is one of the biggest battles of our generation. So I'm excited to do that. Um, yeah, you can get tickets to Yarmouth and to Monmouth uh, on Eliza.com slash tour. Uh, at Eliza.com slash tour. And, uh, you know, you bring your car. You can load it up with five people. It's the same ticket price. Uh, each car is what you pay for. And I'm excited for the experience. And we're going to put together, hopefully, a Midwestern tour. We're going to get a bus and we'll just drive around. So I'm excited to get to do comedy in a different form. But look, here's the thing. Eliza has a touring agent and they're looking at at drive throughs I don't need the knowledge drive-in. of the address of every drive-in that you've yeah, ever you got seen a question, in your area. Go to UTA. That's no, the name of the agency. Yeah, reach out to Joe Schwartz. No. Hook it up. No. Uh, what's your top of the cob? My top of the cob is I finally caved in and was like, well, this is permanent. And I bought some fun masks. Ooh. And they got here. I got four fun ones. So you'll be seeing those. Right. I'll wear a next, different one next okay. time I come over. Just make sure to wash your face first so that your pores are open. You want like, your pores closed. Oh, I thought you meant face masks, like like oh, hydrating face masks. No, oh. I mean Corona masks. I saw one. It's a cat mouth, an open cat mouth. Uh-huh. Very special. Yeah, that's it's a, it's a little creative I love it. thing that can happen in mm-hmm. these times. Art finds a way. Uh. My bottom of the cob is the VIP experience at my shows is a little different. Like it used to be like I would hug my fans, I'd pose with them, and now I can't, but... I beg them. I'm like, there's got to be a way. So at least for one of the shows, if you buy VIP package, I'll be able to come up to your car, take a picture, uh, interact with you verbally. Is that for sure confirmed? One of them. Okay. Um, and then, of course, you know, people make gifts. We can get them and stuff like that. So I'm trying to make it as normal as possible. So, yeah. But my bottom, of the, my bottom of the cob is that I don't get to touch you guys. Okay. Yeah. My bottom of the cob is I think I'm allergic to crab. Crab or imitation crab, but I'm not sure. And I don't know how to test that without eating some and seeing what happens, which I did twice and both times I didn't feel well. So interesting. I think maybe it's imitation crab because I can still eat shrimp, but maybe I'm allergic to shrimp. Well, I don't know. You might be. If you have a shellfish allergy, you should definitely have some sort of EpiPen at the ready if you're going to try that. Imitation mm-hmm. crab is like Pollock and like a, it's like white fish all whipped together. Mm-hmm. So you're probably not allergic to that because it's a bunch of different kind of fish. I but think. I'm not, but I've eaten shrimp and been fine. And when I got California rolls twice, I, um, you from? two different, sounds like food poisoning, Burbank. No, but it wasn't just, it was the whole front of my body was red and itchy. And it was real crab. I don't know. I, I doubt I it. I feel like it wasn't. Well, tell because me. Because then I eat shrimp and it was fine. Show me the place and I'll tell you if it's real crap. It's two different places. Tell me the place when we get offline. Okay. You uh, tell me what, I'm I, allergic to something, I think. I don't know. I never had food allergies as a kid. I don't know. I don't yeah, want to get that pain. test yeah, with all those little, they, no. they do that test and they prick you with like a hundred different needles. I can't right. do that. Oh, but you also don't want to like eat something and you're like, oh, I puffed up. <laughs> yeah. But I will tell you this, imitation crap is fucking gross. So you shouldn't be eating it anyway. And, uh. You should really only be getting sushi from a very I, nice place so it's I sustainable. I really just want to keep eating shrimp, so I just it's don't really, want that taken from me. I'll send you an article. You shouldn't be eating shrimp either. No. It's just most shrimp is farmed, which is terrible. What? And then shrimp, as delicious as they are, are the bottom feeders of the ocean, so they're eating the crap. So are lobsters. I know. I'm not saying any of this is great. Um, sustainable shrimp is one thing, but it's a whole thing. You got you to do your own research. I love a crab cake. But here's the thing. I bet you're eating a crab cake with a lot of filler. So what you really love is cornmeal. Mm, I haven't had a crab cake in like 15 years. Let's go. I'll get you a crab cake. (laughs) 
Dive into the start of summer at Whole Foods Market. Check out their summer splash event with sales on fresh organic produce, organic strawberries, and a fan favorite sale on Ben and Jerry's and Talenti. Explore deals on grill-friendly meats like organic air-chilled chicken breast, beef and chicken kebabs, all with no antibiotics ever from our meat department. Plus, grab easy sides from prepared foods and cool off with refreshing drinks. Kick off your summer and shop in store or online at Whole Foods Market today. Justin and so good. Thousands of summer deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save up to 60% on new arrivals from Vince, Rag & Bone, Adidas, Joe's, Marc Jacobs, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. But hurry for first dibs. Get your summer favorites up to 60% off at Nordstrom Rack today. Great brands, great prices. That's why you rack.